Hello, this is Katie, and this is the third episode of Self-Care, a Social Action. And tonight I am going to introduce you guys to my dear friend, Nikki, Nikki Martin. She is my friend and my neighbor. We actually share a garage, but I, I just felt so compelled to make sure that before I got too far into these podcasts, with people that I know have kind of really cool, big system kind of ideas and do these really kind of big projects, not intentionally, but that's how it's evolved. What I'm constantly pulled back to are the things about people that resonate with me like they did that day a few weeks ago at the symposium. The whole catalyst for this podcast and the conversation was how do... I find a way to fit into my own skin when the things around me feel overwhelming or maddening and only I'm only seeing barriers. Where do I go to action versus avoidance? And and so you and I met in recovery and over the past decade uh I think that the shared values that you and I have that continually bring us back into each other's lives is this kind of desire for a sense of peacefulness and authenticity and the way we want to be in this world. And I am the absolute antithesis of you. So it is, that's about all we have in common. Um, And I just, I love your joyful genuineness and and all my rough edges just kind of automatically soften when I'm with you and I want people to meet you and it's just as important to understand those kind of internal projects those ways of being in the world because for you in particular that journey those values that kind of led you down the path you're going to talk about tonight really have transcended your own personal experience and have had a really beautiful and significant impact on other people, myself included, which is why I wanted people to kind of meet you tonight. So um, if you would kind of take a moment and talk about what really led you to decide that finding a more kind of spiritual path was going to be not just a way to stay focused in that more recovery healing kind of path of life but that the avenue that was going to work best for you was going to end up being so tied to yoga oh wow yeah yeah um my goodness so I guess I just listening like so glad to be here with you and like in your house moved from my house through the garage to yours (laughs) um but as you're like talking we're talking about like you know the things of how we go from these out the outer world of what's going on and then do we just like shut off or what happens and what's the space between that and and I think that space between is is within and like that's what you're talking about you know like is within and where do we go? We can either like shut off, we can go to drugs. You know, we found all these things that don't work anymore. And, and then like, what else do you do? You, you start to figure out, okay, I, I go within and, and that's where, you know, recovery meets yoga and then you, we blend them together. And it's this like mishmash of, 
of something amazing that you start to discover and but it's scary because it yeah. requires quiet yeah and a, an ability to quiet the mind and mm. and that it is just easier to eat ice cream to go through drive-thrus and to ignore yeah Yeah. it's easier to ignore yes to push down it it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel better but it feels safer unconsciously I think yeah so you've been relentless Mm -hmm. on that even when you're first kind of I remember the first time you even called me um and said I think I'm gonna try yoga what do you think and you were like my one, and I think I tried sponsoring Twilight. I was like, I'm the worst <laughs> joiner poster child for any sort of congregate way of doing anything. Knock yourself out. <laughs> like, I'm going to hide in my house and not socialize, so you do you. And you were like, no, I, yeah, then I think I'm going to try this. And then that girl was a bad hat. She mm. did not in any way represent the true kind of ethics of yoga. And I really thought that might break your heart and it didn't it it does well what happens well with that experience I signed up for this teacher training program my first 200 hour training and I thought it was like a certain training and it was going to be a certain way she described it a certain way and things didn't work out the way that you know they're supposed to and you think you're in a spiritual world you know and (laughs) yoga and everyone's spiritual or living by these principles and 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 not everyone lives by those principles you'll find out like <laughs> just because you're sober doesn't mean you're a good person just because you're you know like you're doing yoga or you have an amazing backbend that you are someone I should go to and ask questions about my life <laughs> well you know like that does not nothing about that correlates whatsoever and I found that out I found that truth out and but but I think you're right at a core it does break you and I think that's what, when you can choose, things can break you or they can break you open. Ooh. And I, I think, like, that's... That's good, Yeah, Nikki. broken open is a term that I just, like... Did you just make that up? No, I did not. <laughs> there's a book. I cannot think of the author. And I like that. There's also, I went to a workshop once with two amazing women that I totally adore, but... um they they talked about being broken open and what happens when you're broken open into this chaos of life and you you open up to this you have to you have to face some things things that come up and and that's I that's what I call the work like the yeah work. you do use that term a lot well yeah and you did not you were not deterred mm. you didn't like relapse or get cynical you just dove right back in so I was really intrigued yeah. and that was years ago um where has that led you just as far as the change in the way you kind of saw the world whether that was politically or professionally or socially or romantically how did that yoga practice which I know kind of the impetus was your own kind of sanity and sobriety but years have gone by now and and I'd be curious if you'd share more than just, you know, the great tush and the great back bed. That's not what drives you. So what have you seen on the other side of this kind of journey? You're at a very different place with it today um, that you would look as kind of the most valuable kinds of self-care that came from that willingness to be broken open. The most like beautiful part of that is, I mean, a the willingness to to be able to go through those experiences of like when you know things don't go out the way that you think they should, or people turn out to be horrible people, 
you know that that that's you know that they and it's not that I think they're just horrible it's you know they have their own thing that they're going through and you don't have to own any of their stuff yeah I learned that like what they're that that reflects me in no way whatsoever but how I show up and in the world today and I learned that I stand up for truth and if I can't find it in other places there's places you're not going to find it you're not going to find truth in certain places I think in life and and but if you can begin to find that truth within yourself then I think consciously or unconsciously you're allowing other people to find their own truth by me saying that like you know I allowed myself to find this truth and within all that like ugliness um I have subconsciously like allow other people to find their truth and what happened after that is other women other guys came to me how'd you deal with this what happened what happened next and yeah you were definitely not the only one that got yeah, scammed and yeah and you were so new to it so I did find that intriguing that um, I think people mistake your aesthetic mm. you know you're beautiful and petite you have a softer way of speaking and I think people's assumption when they see you or meet you is oh she's so cute <laughs> and and I love it that there's such a fierceness to you that once people dig a little deeper is so evident and I I no longer experience that maternal vibe with you it was certainly never intentional but I, I I've gone from feeling very motherly towards you all those you know to now yeah. I you're someone who I really look up to I find you very healing and I I am not remotely like you in your <laughs> ways uh, but I even when we meet in the garage like uh, the two introverts who like each other and quickly run to their separate doors <laughs> um I I honestly I feel my shoulders go down a little bit like when you smile or I catch you putting out the trash, I'm like, good morning, Nick. And we both travel a lot, so we're not here. So that in those moments when I see you, I do. I just kind of feel my own kind of affect change and my own. Ah. And that's so interesting to me because those are kind of unwitting physiological changes that I'm not expecting. I'm not a particularly, um, not that yoga's hokey I don't mean that but I am definitely not that kind of yeah. I just want to hold a space for you and talk about your feet like that's not my that's not my scene um and it kind of makes me giggle and yet that's where when I'm with you I just turn into like that's my vernacular like I just get really gentle and nicer kinder inside like I'm just I'm not as hard on people I'm so quick to turn to rage about you know bureaucratic barriers and mm. you know people who this whole debacle at the capitol i just can be unmoored thinking about just how disingenuous if not just outright dishonest and deceitful this entire two weeks of just complete bs has been and mm. and my fear that they'll everyone will forget and just reelect these complete soul sucking uh, see, I'm going to calm down. I, I think, so that's where I go. Sorry. <laughs> that's where I go when I was there. And then I sit here and I look at you and I go, oh, right. Like, bring that back down, Katie. Like, Center. <laughs> Center. 
but that is transformative because that is never going to be my go-to default way of being in the world. And yet every time that is the impact you have on me. You made a comment. Well, I think this is so beautiful. And it's, it is that small way that you doing the inner work continues to be a form of social action in the way you live your life. Tell people what you do for a living. Oh, so for um, my, you know, to pay my bills, what I do for a living is um, I'm a senior project engineer for a consulting firm. And that is very different than a yoga instructor. (laughs) Um, Very, very different. Do you ever see that that version of yourself that is now just who you are, you don't have like work Nikki and yoga Nikki (laughs) like I have watched them just kind of mind meld over the years like you are just Nikki and wherever you go you are your genuine authentic self and so what does that look like senior project engineer because you're always flying off to places and do what does that look like when you walk in and I mean, first of all, like, if you've ever seen, like, Office Space, this is kind of the way I describe my job, too. No. It's like, if you've ever seen Office Space, it's, like, the guys who are, like, um, you know, what do you do for a living? And they're asking what you do at your job. And that's kind of what I do. I go inside companies and we're evaluating them and help collecting data. But, you know, and then they see me and I am, like, just... <laughs> I just, I can't help it. I walk in and it's a new opportunity. There's, you, I never know. And you meet, meet people and... Um, I'm completely different from what the job probably looks like I should be. And you just, you meet people and you find out they're working these jobs and they're doing the best they can. And, and they don't know how to, like, you just show up as yourself. And by doing that, you end up talking about what you had for lunch, what you did for the day. How'd you start your morning? What did you do this morning? And this is how I started mine. And, you know, it's those ripples effects of like, oh, I saw someone, I was inspired by a man. I went on a date with this guy and I was like so attracted to him. I thought he was like, ah, and um, it didn't work out. He wasn't attracted to me, but I, what I was attracted to him, I, I took a step back. I looked at what I was attracted to him. I love that he woke up every morning and went out with his dog and he was living every morning. Right. And so what did I do? I took that and I, I implemented that into my life. And I I no longer look outside of myself for... Not that I don't catch myself doing it. I do it perfectly. But <laughs> when I do catch myself looking outside of myself for things or people or something to fill me, I look at what that is and how can I create that. And, for yourself. And by doing that, I share that with someone else at, uh, at a firm or they're working in a clinic or a lab and they tell me about what they're doing and, and they're like, I've been wanting to do that. And I'm like, <gasps> you slowly implement it. You do it slowly or you do this or that. and So it's like you kind of plant. You may be there for one thing, but... It's interesting that that, <laughs> if that resonates, yeah. that it comes up organically and you have no yeah. idea the kind of seeds of self-care you're kind of <laughs> planting all around the, the states. Yeah, I love that. Speaking of incorporating and dog walking, um, one of the things that you shared, now I've, <laughs> I brought you out to the ranch when you were brand new. You got certified in recovery yoga and I had you yeah. come out to the ranch um, uh, when Katie had to move on and you were so gracious to just like be with our women and you know, they just had these like just so afraid and exhausted and shame and you just came out they I could just see their countenance change the minute you got there so I saw it happening even back then but um I know you 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 do 
lots of yoga as a service, but I will tell you one of the things you do that you may not even recognize as a service is that your Instagram account that I love. I watch it every day. Because, of course, I love Artemis. I've gotten That's to my watch. dog. Oh, right. That's her so name. Artemis, Artemis is my dog. She's awesome. But it. So, guys, I'm going to have Nikki. I know I probably surprised you with that, but I want people to follow you because it brings me joy, but it's also so beautiful. You're, I, I see on Instagram, like the like body model or the Fitspo, mm. all that crap. Just because you happen to look like that is so not what drives you, but. You have created the most beautiful little kind of space to share the kind of movement of peacefulness is kind of what always comes to my mind. When you're doing the yoga and you share that on your account, I it calms me. And then when you're doing because you do it when you travel, but then when you do it here and Artemis is in the videos, then I it's so joyful to me. I just laugh. And so I don't know if you even realize how medicinal that is, mm-hmm. at least for me. Um, but I, I promise you I won't be the only one. So would you tell people how to find you on Instagram, if you don't mind? No, not at all. Um, you can find me. It's Nicole Ann Martin, and it's N-I-C-O-L-E-A-N-N-M-A-R-T-I-N. And yeah, Artemis is always, she's a little wildling, my little party poodle. Yeah, she is a party (laughs) poodle. Um, I love it. And I just always, I'm almost glad that I completely deleted our first four attempts at this over the last two days. I've been in such like just personal kind of heartbreak with health Mm -hmm. stuff and my mom, my, my family's lives. And it's been hard for me to, um, to focus and I tried to push through that and I'm actually kind of grateful I accidentally deleted other attempts because um this was better it's and so organic yeah and authentic I love you I thanks love you for too. doing this and I swear if it hair lips the governor I'm not <laughs> touching the wrong button and deleting this <laughs> all right thank you and bye guys <laughs>